Uh, so Brian found out I was at an anime con, not because he remembered because I told him I was going, <laughs> but because Aaron texted him that he saw people dressed up like anime downtown. <laughs> and it was off. Oh, they have this this thing there where people wail on each other with foam swords. Oh, nice. <laughs> I swear to they're there like all fucking day. Like they have actual rules and stuff where like if you lose two extremities, you're dead. If you get hit in the torso, <laughs> you're dead. It's a whole they have tournaments and stuff all weekend. You can buy the swords. But the guy who runs it's so like a legit like swords martial arts instructor. Okay. And he gave this panel on like how to tell if a sword's real or fake. Like, from a sword vendor. So we're sitting there going through it, and, you know, he's like, oh, hey, I'm, you know, his name's Samurai Dan. And he's, like, you know, talking about <laughs> that, his that dojo. That like, I went from picturing this awesome dude to when you said his name's Samurai Dan, now I'm picturing, like, somebody more akin to Gary Busey in a gi. He named himself, basically. It's like a 6'2 like 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 tone guy that is, like, 50 now, but was in, like, the military for six years, that kind of look, you know? Okay. Like a tall, so Gary like, Busey. Not like, like an old gym teacher. Yeah, but like you know, and he's not cut; he's lean, and he's like, oh yeah, you know. So he starts telling us about his dojo, and he's telling us a story about, it, and he's like, you know, I got my own sensei that like runs the master dojo, and he's like, you guys might know who it is. I'm like, fuck no, I don't. Why would I know that? And then he's like, you guys ever see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies? <laughs> And I'm like, fuck you! I'm so pissed off that he brought it up. And he's like, you know Shre- you know Shredder's number two? Master Tetsu? That's my that's my sensei! That guy! Tetsu from the Digi Turtles got brought up in this fucking con! Nice. I can't escape it! And now I get the reference and I hate those movies! Aren't you glad? <laughs> See, you have that frame of reference now. It sucks so hard. <laughs> like, I'm suck. the only person there, head down, when he says turtles. <laughs> like, fuck, no, don't do this. But yeah, that pissed me off. Too. Like, I'm having a nice, fun anime weekend. I got a butt girl next to me. And what do I get? I get fucking Ninja Turtle out of nowhere. It sucked. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Brian and Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick, and I haven't thought of any cool intros for this one, so we're just going to roll right through. Joining me for this episode is Andy Stoles. What's up, pup, 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 podcast people? Next up, we got Mike Bradley. Hello. And finally, Ian Lighting. Congratulations to the Dorito Pope himself, Cybermania 94's interactive product specialist, Jeff Keeley. Wait, did you say the Doritos Pope? What? <laughs> That's one of his nicknames because he was in the Doritos promotions for like the Halos and stuff. Like, uh, okay. And if you caught that, he was involved in a game award show in 1994 when he was like fucking 15. <laughs> I didn't realize he went back that far. No one else did until they got to his name in the fucking credits. <laughs> They're like, Jeff Keeley, why? How? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's pretty much a good setup as ever. Uh, this episode will be another video game heavy one. We're going to talk about the game awards that just happened. So this past week, uh, Jeff Keeley had his big year-ending event, which is the game awards. So that was streamed to the world. Uh, the show is framed as an award show to celebrate video games and the developers behind them. 
The show also functions as a good place for announcements, reveals, uh, stuff for upcoming games, movies. A lot of the entertainment stuff goes through there. Um, just like we usually try to do when we cover E3 uh, over in the summer, there are way too many things to talk about in this show. So we won't be covering the whole thing. Uh, we're going to try to simplify it a bit. Each of us kind of picked two topics from the show we wanted to talk about, whether that's an award, a trailer, an announcement, whatever. Uh, each of us just got two things we're going to bring up. So I was trying to catch up on probably Monday. If you were following the socials, I was I was posting stuff from the event. Uh, some of the announcements, the trailers. I have posted a decent amount of stuff, but there's some stuff on Facebook and Twitter from the event. I didn't post everything, so if you want to check out what happened at the show, what the awards were, I would encourage you to check a recap somewhere. Um, we'll try to cover what we want to. Hopefully between what I posted and what we want to cover, it, it gives you a good idea of what was at the show, but I'm sure we will still miss some stuff. So if there's something you want to hear us talk about that we don't, I apologize in advance. Uh, we'll try to, I don't know. I, I, I was going to say we try to talk about it later, but we probably won't. So you're just Send Brian an well. email. Yeah, Send yeah, yeah. Email right, the, right. Strongly worded friends. email. Yeah. Yes. Saying you want to hear this, that, and the other thing, and I'll, he won't reply in six to eight months. Yeah, I will definitely see it eventually. uh so we're gonna go around the room we're gonna jump right in uh each of us again pick two topics so we have our order picked out we're gonna go through everybody the you know whoever's up they're gonna go through their two things we'll go on to the next person go their two things and work our way around we'll see how far we go uh mike has volunteered to go first mike hit us with what you would like to talk about from the game awards well i guess first things first um I'll throw out a uh, congratulations to Imagine Dragons for putting on an excellent performance in spite of uh, a bunch of people being assholes on the internet about it. I think they did. Oh, I didn't job. see that. Which I mean, which I, song did, did I saw they the do? performance. I didn't see what the internet did. Uh, they did song... Imagine Dragons. So the, the internet did what the internet does to Imagine Dragons. <laughs> I like Imagine Dragons. I know you do. <laughs> they, they did songs that they made for Arcane, the League of Legends. Netflix series and a song oh, the from the game Bastion. Okay, I didn't realize they did game specific songs. Yeah. Um, but other than that, the first thing I want to talk about is the most anticipated game uh for 2022 award. Uh well, I guess it's not even just for 2022 technically. It's just the most anticipated game. They don't say the year in the award. Yeah, it's the most yeah, anticipated that's... game that didn't release during <laughs> the release cycle that the game awards are a part of. Right. But technically, Halo Infinite could have won. Just throwing that out there. It wasn't <laughs> released in time to be nominated for the game awards. Yeah, it technically it was it wasn't nominated though. Um There could have been. I feel like it was nominated for an award, which was weird. The People's Choice Award and won the People's Choice Award. Yeah, that was kind of... That's the fan one. Yeah, yeah but I'm saying the fan fans determine yeah. the nominees, though. I thought they had, like, a cutoff yes, they date did. for the award. The fans determine all of it so that they don't follow the rules. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fine. Super Mario Brothers 2 could have won that. It should have. <laughs> Every year. Um, it was all just a dream. So, for the second year in a row, Elden Ring won this award. Which I've I've talked enough about Elden Ring, uh, on our show. You guys know it's it's coming, February. Yeah. Uh, twenty fifth. It's gonna be released. And For now. Don't. <laughs> Just cut that shit out. Stop. It'll still make twenty twenty two. We'll see if it makes Stop that date. It. <laughs> like my big issue with this whole category is 
the best game that, that, that wasn't out yet, didn't even get nominated, Karen's Prison, the ultimate porno game releasing exclusively on Steam and DL site, released today, December 15th, oh, and yet it was not nominated. The game is the greatest confectionary concoction of pornography and gameplay the world has ever seen and it was scraped by for another from software been there done that they just ripped off <laughs> skyrim that's all they're doing they made fucking skyrim and people are excited about skyrim and steady 10 years 10 years todd howard moving on from that uh, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> the, the 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 reason I bring the category up wasn't actually to talk about Elden Ring that much because you guys all know that's going to be a big thing. Everybody knows that. they've made the same game six times in a row, but this time there's a horse. They made fucking Skyrim, and the games that they make are still better than everything else coming out. Somehow, it's I, Karen's I, Prison <laughs> better. Demon Souls not that good. <laughs> I'll have to play Karen's Prison and get back to you on that. That's all in once. It's 20% <laughs> off right now for the first week of release. <laughs> all right. So It's going to show up in your Steam account as a Christmas present. To attempt to move on from it. <laughs> um, the reason I wanted to highlight this category specifically is because of it being maybe the strongest category they've ever put together for any Game Awards category ever. Um, you just mean like... A ton of games got delayed. Well, essentially, that's what we're looking at in 2022 because of a bunch of game delays happening and pushing all of this amazing gaming content into a single year. You've got Breath of the Wild 2, which Breath of the Wild won the Game of the Year award in 2017. You've got Horizon Forbidden West. Horizon Zero Dawn was the runner-up to Breath of the Wild. In 2017. That shouldn't have happened. That's an average game at best. A lot of people disagree. Um, Yeah, and they're wrong. God God of War Ragnarok is coming. And the first God of War was Game of the Year in 2018. No, I think that came out in like 2004. Well, okay, so God of War for PS4. (laughs) Okay, fuck's sake. I gotta be specific about everything. And then, of course, we have (laughs) Starfield. Where Ian's talking about everybody getting excited for Skyrim, you have Starfield coming, which is Bethesda's first new IP in 25 years. Um, that's kind of a big deal, because the, their IPs that they're really known for are Elder Scrolls and Fallout, which I, I think everybody here is at least a fan of one or the other, if not both. And then, of course, currently they also do the current versions of Doom, which is... Doom and Doom Eternal were both amazing. So I, I wanted to highlight that category and get your guys' thoughts on what is actually your most anticipated. Because I know I'm probably the only one that answers Elden Ring. <laughs> what is I, your no, actual would, most anticipated, even if it's not on that list? I, I would answer uh, Elden Ring as well, even though I'm not necessarily a fan of the From Software difficulty that they throw into a lot of their games. Um, not the greatest gamer, but I do like to game. Um, so that gets frustrating and those games sometimes get put down and never get picked back up. But, uh, remind me again, this is George R. R. Martin themed in the Lord of the Rings, Middle Earth realm. No, 
Or it has nothing to do with Middle Earth. Nothing to do with Middle Earth or the rings. Okay. Well, there's horses. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. I think it's um, original story that he helped create. Yeah, George okay. R. R. Martin. It's, it's, a whole, what, it's a whole new IP story. then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He helped create what like the that like the backworld stuff, like yeah. the background kind of things, and they kind of took like his world bible and built a story using kind of his themes and stuff that he created for the world itself. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't the, think he that, did that's, any that's any why it hasn't been delayed stuff. again because George R. R. Martin's been done working on his part for a decade now. <laughs> yeah, he, he like that overarching stuff that he did. I don't like I don't think he did any of the actual character building or plot or anything like that. Just the thematic stuff. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think the, the trailer we got from the award show was basically like a story trailer, right? It like set up the world and what's going it's, on and stuff like that. Yeah. It, what they've it was a pretty done, cool trailer. Um, each time, actually, is the final trailer that they have released for each of their games since Dark Souls 2 has been the opening cinematic uh, okay, for the game. Okay. So it's likely that that is the opening cinematic. Gotcha. Okay. Um. I'm pretty excited about Starfield as well. That would probably be my number two in that, because uh, I feel like that's just going to be space Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, um, that's and uh, I didn't get a chance to play it, but I was also excited about the Obsidian game that was in space, Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. Yeah, I never get, did get to play that, but I always sort of assumed that that was going to be sort of similar to what I would expect Starfield to be. And I, I know I, that that was pretty highly re- regarded. Outer Worlds was fantastic. I played it. It was really good. Um, I, I don't think Starfield is going to take the tongue-in-cheek route as much from what I've seen so far. But maybe it will. I don't, we haven't seen enough yet to really know for sure. But I, I don't think they're taking that Outer like Worlds all, slash like Fallout, Fallout. kind of humor. It's, like, it's even more tongue-in-cheek than like Fallout is. Like It went... At some points, I think it was a little too much they went into it. But I also think that I think Starfield is just because Bethesda's known a lot for their open worldness, and um, Outer World is a lot more. You know, you're it's, you're in a very set location on each planet. Uh, you're, you can't you're just like you're cover pigeon, the whole planet. You're pigeonholed in the areas. yeah. It's still large and stuff, but you know, you know, there's walls you're not gonna pass and stuff. Yeah. But, like, you know, they did well within those constraints, I think. It was a really fun game, and I'm excited for the sequel to that as well. But, again, Horizon Horizon Forbidden West doesn't belong on this list. I don't know how you're excited about that (laughs) game, anyone. Um, Starfield's cool, but I also know it's a Bethesda game, so I gotta wait at least a year for modders to fix it. Yeah, it's a Bethesda game. It's gonna launch broken. Except for Doom somehow. Whatever. And so, actually, I think that's because that's a different team. Like well, and it's also not an open world team. game. It's just a level yeah. game. It's not. Mm-hmm. Well, that and like, didn't they sort of just sort of take ID software, their team, and just sort of like take them into that Bethesda? That might be it, too. Yeah. That might be it, too. I'm not a hundo on that. Yeah, I think Bethesda owns it, don't they? Yeah, they just right. own it. Yeah, but I don't think it's still a thing now. I yeah, think okay. they're still okay. like, like I, I think what, what he's saying, though, is like the people that made it are still making it, and it's just. Owned it's by just Bethesda. Bethesda now. Yeah. It's not Bethesda's okay. I got you. I got you. Team. That's, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like they they kept the team together, but instead of you know, Team A, you know, like how EA for a while was calling all of their studios Bioware something. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think my most anticipated game, as we all know, is still Scorn. 
Can't wait. It was supposed <laughs> to come out this year. Didn't. Haven't heard a peep about it in six months. I asked an inside scoop, and I got, it hasn't officially been delayed yet, but I don't think it's coming out this year. There's still 15 days. It could just show up. So we're waiting for Scorn. So my most anticipated games are, because Karen Frizen came out today, uh, Scorn and Untitled Kojima Project. He hasn't <laughs> announced that he's working on anything, but you know he is. Oh, it's the Silent Hill thing with Del Toro that I talked about. Okay, no, that's that was a joke about their canceled Silent Hill game. I think it, I think it was a tease about one that they they because of how much people want it to happen and how much money it would make. They knew to do if it. There's and one put thing it out. Konami knows: it's to leave the milk in the cow. Don't make any <laughs> video games. It's one thing Konami's really good at: is not never, making video games and milking their before. franchises by not making the games. <laughs> Keep the milk in the cow. I like that. <laughs> Maybe they woke up. I can cross my fingers and hope. I mean, that's that's that that canceled game is the reason Kojima left Konami. I get that, but maybe there's but something that, happening. Really, maybe Sony's the... gonna buy it, buy the IP. No, because every time someone says, "Hey, you think Konami?" Someone asks Konami to buy one of their IP. Konami doubles the price, and the other person's <laughs> like, "Are you dumb?" and walks away. And it just keeps happening for over a decade now. <laughs> Uh, as far as like the, pachinko machine. the the most anticipated for me, like looking at the list, Elden Ring again. I'm not. That's not really that the You're Souls type game. It. Yeah, is it, it isn't really my cup it of tea. So I probably won't play that the one. List. It could be any game for you. Like, well, like, it doesn't matter if it's yeah, on that list. Is what I was saying. Stalker. I was too. trying to think of like other stuff that's coming out, but nothing's immediately jumping out at me that I like can't think of what else is supposed to come out even the next year that's really jumping out at me. So I'm just trying to go off of what the list is. Fair um, God of War, I have not played a God of War. It's on my back catalog of stuff that I probably should play on PlayStation, but I never got around to it. You've never played um, any of them? I might have dabbled in one of the ones on, like, PS2, but it's been since that long oh, wow. since I've played some. Um, Horizon, I have the first game on PlayStation. I never played it. It's, again, part of that back catalog again, so I don't really have too much to go on for Forbidden West. Skip uh, it. Breath of the Wild 2. I started Breath of the Wild on, on the Switch. It didn't grip me, I think, as much as all the hype around it was given. Like, everybody talks about this game, that it's so good. And I thought it was really going to grab me and want me to play it more. And it's 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 very easy to get lost in that game from the start. And so I just kind of put it down, and I don't really had a, have had a desire to go back and try to finish it. So That's I don't know how I feel actually, about that one. Uh, I had a very similar experience with that. And I put it down to the point where I wanted to pick it back up. And then I'm like, wait, what are the controls? Am I going to have to relearn this shit while I'm trying to play <laughs> from a place where. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. The original Breath of the Wild is a little bit more overwhelming to me right now. So it's still like I want to play it, but it's just sitting there for me. So I really think my most anticipated is probably Starfield. I think that's the most uh, mysterious game, maybe just to try to see what it does and what they're going to do with it. If we had more information, I might be able to tell you one way or the other if it's something I'm really looking forward to or not. But all the stuff around it, I think the hype around that one I think is really cool. And I'm excited to see where that game goes. And it's definitely one that I want to see what happens and one that I'd like to play. But out of that list, it's probably the game that's not going to show up in 2022. I could see that getting delayed to 2023. So I don't even know how soon we'll actually be able to play that one. But to be fair, my, only my... two of them on that list. Well, Elden Ring and three of them, three of the five have official release dates. Breath of the Wild and God of War do not have official dates. But Starfield yeah, does that's... as November 11th. Yeah, there's yeah. no way. Anything in the back half of 2022, there's no way it's coming out that 
that year. No way. Plus, Elden Ring's already been delayed. Yeah, that's well, the only reason I think that game will still months. happen this year or or next year. And now that Microsoft, and we know Microsoft will push games a whole fucking year. So yeah, evidently it's a pretty damn good thing they did. I really want to know what was going to come out last year. <laughs> to be didn't. fair, you remember all like the Craig memes with the yeah. dumbass looking brute? Mm-hmm. They actually made fun of themselves. When I found the one skull, there was like a vinyl record album with Craig on it up like <laughs> right next to the skull and it like played music when you meleeed it. It was fucking nice. hilarious. So all I'm hearing though, I think Brian's most anticipated game next year is Untitled Infinity Ward Call of Duty. Oh god, no. <laughs> or whatever no. Fortnite does next. <laughs> For- Fortnite might get They me. just did something. <laughs> yeah. They put fucking Spider-Man in Fortnite. Of course I'm going to fucking play it. <laughs> so can you like so, swing around the rock. like Spider-Man and Kill people. They with added webs. a swinging mechanic. Yes, there's a there's a pickup you can grab when you're playing. That's the. Does Spider-Man's there have to gloves. be buildings around, or is it like one that like the Xbox game where there didn't have to be anything in sight? You could just swing. To be honest, I'm not sure. I've seen people swing around, but I know there's been buildings and stuff above them when they're swinging. So I I don't know if it's just free, like just you know web web swing into the sky and you can go. And is I haven't, it as I haven't good got as the pickup the myself to try it. Game? It looks surprisingly good for Fortnite that they just put random shit in the game all the time, and it's really good considering all the crap that's in that game. Like I'm more impressed with Fortnite the more I play it, just for the mechanics of what they do and how quickly they update their game and make it feel fresh. But anyway, that's what I a billion get... dollars I'll get you. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get sidetracked on all the money I've been spending on Fortnite for all their IP that they put in the game. Um. Okay. But yeah, anyway, but yeah, my my choice would be Starfield. That's that's mine. Um there is a game that I've been anticipating for a very long time that is not on that list. Skull um, and Bones or Skull whatever. and Crossbones, yeah. That's, yeah. It's been in the books since what? We did an E3 on it in 2018. I want mm-hmm. yeah, I was going to say at least probably 3 years. Yeah. And yeah. I heard a peep about it Last year, I think, randomly, where they were like, "Ooh, it's nowhere close to being done." And it's like, <laughs> but I have a feeling they're just gonna, they're gonna well, scrap it. They're gonna no, scrap no, it. Yeah. no. They can't. They can't. That's the rumor going around this summer. They got an investment from Singapore, and unless they return the money, they have to release the game. Oh, is that the thing? Okay. <laughs> yeah, they got it. So an even investment. if it's shit, it's coming they out. They got some kind of grant from Singapore, and if the game doesn't come out, they got to give that money back. Oof. I thought they pretty much had like had it going. Like it was that's, like that's, basically that's, black flag. Just that's the take thing. out the Assassin's Creed stuff and just yeah. yeah. The, they, the, the problem mechanics... is they did they didn't they didn't figure out what to do then. Like <laughs> yeah. have you do anything? It was just a boat and some water. And that, they didn't have any other ideas. Yeah, I thought they were pulling all the all the actual combat mechanics from Black Flag, and they were just gonna like throw a different IP on top of it, which would have yeah. been amazing. Like right. if you think like if you add what Sea of Thieves does, but you put in the Black Flag mechanics. Yeah. I, that that could get me involved. Like, Sea of Thieves, I never could get into just because it just... It, it never grabbed me. Like, it just couldn't. It's too chaotic for me. But if they changed it and they had it... Yeah. I I mean, it's a thought. If, if, if Sea of Thieves had a, like, a room or servers, like individual servers i would play it but there's too many times where i'm doing what i want to do and someone comes in fucks with my shit takes my shit sinks my ship kills me and i'm just like okay like i 
Why am I playing I, this? I like doing <laughs> Sea of Thieves, but sometimes I don't want to PvP, and I want to just go around hunting skeletons and finding treasure. Yeah. That's Dallas. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else for the, for the most anticipated one? And we're going to Mike's second. I want scorn news. Please help me. <laughs> I feel like one of these days is just going to show up on Game Pass. Like they're and not even going to tell you it's coming. It's just going to be there. Want to be scornhead? <laughs> <laughs> Someone go scornhead for Halloween. <laughs> Uh, all right, Mike, what's your number two? What, what's your second top? Uh, my second one was we got a full trailer for the Halo Paramount Plus series coming yeah. this year. They didn't announce an actual release date. It says in 22, but it's in post-production. It's all filmed. It's all done. Um, And yeah, the trailer looks awesome. And there's not a whole lot to really go on. I mean, we know Pablo Schreiber is going to be playing Master Chief. Um. I forgot they did cast someone for Master Chief. That's right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know him, he's um, kind of... Has he really had many lead roles? I don't think. He's been kind of like a co-lead a couple of times, but like 13 Hours, Den of Thieves. Uh, he was in American Gods, and uh, I think he was in Orange is the New Black as well. Uh, but I've not watched that show, so I've heard. Yeah, I haven't seen anything that um, he's been in. He was Todd in Bubble Boy. Bubble Boy? <laughs> which, one's, which one's Todd? I don't fucking know. I just, look, this is IMDb. Um, it, he's not even, like, top ten build in that movie. <laughs> no, yeah, he's not in a lot of things. But, again, he I mean, he's going to be Master Chief, which means he's going to have a mask on, helmet, for pretty much the whole movie. Well, is he or playing show. him, or is he doing the voice? It, does, it says Master Chief. It does not say Master okay. Chief voice. But then again, we have Jen Taylor cast as Cortana, and it doesn't just say voice. So, is she Cortana from the games? She's Cortana from the current game. Okay. I guess whoever it was that used to do Cortana doesn't anymore. Okay. I, I'm trying not to spoil anything from the game as well. So. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she is currently. The blue AI that accompanies Master Chief. Yeah, okay. Um, and then we have... I don't know how to say this woman's last name. Um, Natasha McElhone? McElhoney? I, I don't know. As Dr. Halsey. Um, oh, yeah. She's the lady from um, Truman Show. Yes. Yeah, she was in uh, the Truman okay. Show and a few... Like, a lot of older stuff. Yeah. Uh, she was known for, but... It, so they're obviously going to be pretty closely using the cast of characters from the game. What yeah. story they're going to tell, is it related to a specific game or time period? We don't really know yet. Um, I feel like for, this is just me speculating, but like assuming the show is going to try to attract people that don't know anything about the Halo lore, or have never played the games, you probably either want to start with Reach or the first game. Like, I feel like those would be two very good jumping off points for new well, people. Well, John Halo's not in Reach, so. Yeah. Uh, That's true, yeah. John Halo. What <laughs> What's his name? John117. <laughs> Tell me it's not. You knew exactly who I meant. He's, I know Master Chief. I don't know. I know his, his name first is John. John. Yeah, but. Yeah. John Halo. John Halo. His last name is not Halo. Halo. There's no fucking way. Doom guy's the main character of Doom. It's the same thing. <laughs> well, he's the Doom Slayer now. Let's 
Okay. All right, so for from anyway. that point, I feel like the first the story of the first game is probably a good place to start. I would think. Well, I, and I guess that was my thought: is are they going to tell their own story, or are they going to try to follow? You know, I mean, the arc from the games is it going to be part of the same canon? You know what I mean? Like I we don't know novels this stuff. and stuff like that. Yeah, so I don't know if the like if the books cover other stories featuring Master Chief. If there's other lore there, I'm only uh, sort yes. of familiar with the story of the yes, games. There is. Okay, There's so maybe there are other stories, but I feel like yeah, just the the game, you know the first game itself. There aren't. Yeah, it's a lot. I know. There's I, like, more. I, there's almost as many as there are like Star Wars books. There's a okay. lot of fucking Halo books. All right, so there's a lot of lore to dive into. Yes, <laughs> they suck, but there's a lot of them. <laughs> so at least like, from the lore I know, Star Wars books. Yeah, for from the at least from the lore I know, I feel like the first Halo game would be a good place to set up the story. Yeah, the the. I, factions and whatnot and go from there my whole issue with this is like halo as a series the worst part of it's the story like i could play oh, halo because it's fun to play the story is pretty nonsensical and like pointless i don't really care about it like at least the early like the first trilogy kind of had a, a basic enough story that it didn't matter but by four they clearly lost the plot and what oh, the fuck abs- Halo is. Well, that's when 343 took over making everything. Yeah. And that uh, They don't know what they're doing. They they brought it back so- around with Infinite. I'll say that. Well, that's because they stopped doing their trilogy in Infinite and yes. said, fuck the Forerunners, we're telling a different story now. <laughs> that That's what they did, though. They it just is. said, oh, you know that shit? We fucked up. Never mind. Not important. <laughs> Listen to some audio logs. Like, it, it's if, it, like, Halo, 3, Halo 4, like, happened, and then Halo 3 didn't. And then in Halo 4, you heard audio logs telling you the story of Halo 3. That's what Infinite is. And it make, it's whatever. So I, I just think Halo, the story's the weakest part. And my other big issue is, is this was supposed to be a movie for like a fucking decade? And now it's on a fourth-rate subscription service. I have a lot of questions about how good this is going to be. It was supposed to originally be on like Microsoft's streaming platform, right? As part of an Xbox Entertainment Network. Yeah, yeah. but that's because... That's that was, a whole different thing with Microsoft just trying to buy Mixer and, you know. They, so it ended up, like, it was going to go to Showtime, right? And then I think CBS owned Showtime, so now it's just on CBS's streaming platform, which makes sense. Yeah. I mean, and this will be enough to get me to at least um, buy a month of Paramount Plus whenever the full series has been released and watch it and never resubscribe. I'll pay five See, bucks to watch dirty. this series. <laughs> I don't even want to say that I have Paramount Plus. It sounds. Like I'm so. not going to say it. I'm going <laughs> to, I mean, I guess the other thing is like, if it's one of those pure exclusive things, then that's what I'll end up doing. If I can just straight buy the Halo series on Amazon, you know what I mean? Just buy the series itself or on like Blu-ray or some shit like that at some point, Yeah, I might go that route. Well, you got to buy 50 bags of Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> that gets on. you one episode. So, then you gotta buy Mountain Dew for the rest. Since it's a nine-episode series, we're no, talking 450 bags of Doritos, huh? Mm-hmm. And you gotta get some Mountain Dew mixed in, because that's how you get the DLC for... That's how you get the audio for the episodes. Oh, okay. I'm down. I'm down. We're microtransactioning this bitch. <laughs> uh, the, the trailer for that did look awesome. Like, I was very surprised how good some of the effects look. Like, this, the, the way the space was done and the, the visuals for all that stuff I thought was really cool. Even just seeing someone in, like, really good 
like the costume of the armor, like Chief's armor walk around and seeing the Spartans, you're like, this looks fucking cool. Well, they've done it before. I'm sure it's a different production company, but they've done like live action Halo Travers for the previous games. Right. And those are always really fucking cool. Yeah. Like they look amazing. So I'm not surprised you can bring that. I just don't know if it's going to work for a show. I, mean, I just don't I'm have in. faith. I'm I'm with Mike. I'm gonna watch it. I don't care where it's available. If it's if it has to be Paramount Plus, I'm watching it on Paramount Plus. I'm, I'm watching. No, that, that's that's actually where it's available. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah. Paramount. Well, Plus. I mean, if it's only there, you know what I mean. It's gonna it's be just... only. Like, it's just, yeah. It, All right. Twenty twenty one. I will be part of Paramount stuff. Plus to watch this show. And to be fair about your, you know, the whole like Master Chief costume thing, I actually seen something. It was this year from, uh, Halloween. The tight end for the Forty ers I think he like went out and paid somebody to make a full-on realistic Master Chief costume. Jeez. And he's a, you know, obviously a big fan, but he's also like six foot eight or some shit like that. So he actually <laughs> looked like fucking Master Chief in the armor because he's huge. Yeah. It was fucking cool. Uh, Andy, did you watch the trailer? I did watch the trailer, yes. What do you think? I think I think it looked really cool. I, I do have questions uh, about the story, you know, because I, I think the only Halos I've played are Halo 3 and Halo 4. So, um, okay, I dabbled in one and two, but it was more just like the Xbox parties that you used to have at your houses and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. I like um, that's just like such polar opposites of the story scale too. Those two games, <laughs> yeah. Like it's the end. It's basically the end of the original studio story. Not yeah, their it's last the end game. of end, and, of end of Bungie in the beginning of three four three. Yeah, and but somehow they're both still John Halo. I, that, it, like, I guess that's where this is going to fall. Is like, does this, because what 343 has done with Infinite has brought it back around to feeling like Halo again. And are they going to be able to keep that feeling? Like, it, there's a certain feel to that original trilogy with Reach and ODST that is so much different and better than what they did with 4 and 5. And where is this series going to fall? If it falls more in line with the tone and feel of 4 and 5, it's going to lose a lot of people really quick. So, I, I don't know where they're going to end up with it. And that's a concern, but I'm still there to watch it. You know, like, it's I'm still there to find out. Well, like Ian said, I've been waiting for a Halo movie for years, so if this is this is how that morphed into the TV show idea, we're not getting a movie, we're getting this instead, I'm here. I'm in. Was it Peter Jackson supposed to direct this way back when? Yeah. I think yeah. actually, yes. And at <laughs> one point, shit. I don't know if he still is, but the TV show, when it was attached to Showtime, and possibly even before that, when it was at Microsoft Studios, Spielberg was supposed to be executive producing this. I don't know yeah. if his name's still attached to this or not, but at one point he was. I do not think so. I was just yeah, I kind of hope look. it isn't. I mean, kind of hope it isn't. Because I think when they did, I think the commercial you were talking about, Ian, for it was probably like a Halo Three, I think, live action commercial that they did. I thought right around the time like they were talking about the movie and Peter Jackson, they used Peter Jackson's Weta to do the effects for that commercial. Mm-hmm. And that was why that commercial looked fucking cool. It was like a couple couple Marines against like the brutes and stuff on the battlefield driving a warthog. Yeah, I remember that commercial. It was awesome. God damn it, I'm going to watch that commercial after we're done. <laughs> to, to be fair, the two creators that are attached to it, I'm not entirely impressed by their resume. They've done a lot of work together. Um, but neither one is jumping out at me as like, oh man, that. Something called The Last Ship. I don't know what that is. Oh, I've heard that. Uh, American Dad. Um, I've heard of that. 
Yeah. And The Closer. Oh, my grandma loves that show. Yeah, this is my concern. Turn her on to Halo. Spiritual successor. Be like, hey, hey, this is from the guys that make The Closer. (laughs) John Halo. the target audience. John Halo is... I mean, she likes those books, um... Tom Tom Cruise did the movies. Jack Reacher. She likes those. So. Actually, that's getting a show too. I heard everybody like everybody I've talked to that read the Jack Reacher books hated those movies. That's, she didn't like the I've movies because Tom that. Cruise is too short to be Jack Reacher. Yeah. That that was that's, a big complaint was that Jack Reacher was supposed to be this like Hulk Hogan type of dude almost, and yeah, yeah. Or Dolph Lundgren. Mm-hmm. Which they put out a trailer. They were actually making a Jack Reacher series on Amazon, and the dude they got for Jack Reacher is fucking enormous. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it's definitely more in line with the books. They, for that they one. heard the criticism, then I guess. Yeah. But nonetheless, um, I, I'm really looking forward to it. So, go ahead. I Nick. think, um, as far as like a quality TV show, I, I think it'll it'll be pretty telling how they do the aliens and how yeah. practical versus computer generated the graphics will look. True. And yeah. I think that will probably be the catalyst for me either watching or stopping. I mean, if there's not a suicide grunt, I'm out. (laughs) Like, suicide grunt is a must, and he has to, like, they actually have to go into his character just a little bit before he goes to make the suicide run about contemplating why he's doing this. No, no, no. You cut to him and he says, what is this, some kind of suicide squad? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then his head explodes with the birthday party confetti. Yeah. Oh. Let your trailer cut. <laughs> uh, is that wrap? Did everybody get a chance to talk about the Halo TV show? I said cut. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough. All right, Ian, you're up. What are your two things? Alan Wake 2. Remedy is fucking back. And unlike the first Alan Wake game, this is survival horror. They're going to blend the horror into the gameplay. We're going to hear more next summer. So... We got a very, very tiny, brief look at Alan Wake 2. A very minuscule, probably not an engine cutscene of Alan <laughs> Wake talking about brooding monsters and evil things and darkness. So, if you don't know, Remedy's been making games for a long time. They made the Max Payne trilogy. Uh, then they made Alan Wake on the... It's been a long time. 10, 15 years, I think, when that came that was out. On 360, that was on the 360, right? Yeah. It had a cool story. Like, it was... um. Real tongue-in-cheek, but it was like a tongue-in-cheek Stephen King book. Like, that was the kind of story. Like, they weren't trying to take the monsters too seriously. The issue was, is the gameplay was flashlight-based, and you ran out of batteries. It was a real downer. <laughs> but then, a couple years ago, they made this game called Control, which is one of the greatest games of all time. It has a fantastic fucking story, and just the smoothest goddamn gameplay you can find. It is... A true gem of the ages, and it actually does have an Alan Wake uh, DLC post-content thing where you go through and learn more about the Alan Wake story because they're in the same universe. And uh, one of the characters in Control, uh, Dr. Darling, is the voice of Alan Wake. Okay. Okay. Like that guy. So they're bringing Alan Wake back, and they said it's going to be a survival horror game, so I would think more like Resident Evil 2 than Resident Evil Village in that sense. And they really emphasize wanting to meld the horror into the gameplay, and I'm kind of curious what they mean by that and how that'll play out. Like, if the gameplay, like, 
dictates how horrified you get, you know, like based on how well you're doing or something. I'm real curious to see. But after Control, I can't wait for whatever Remedy is doing. Didn't that one game have that? Um, what was that game called? Amnesia? Yeah. Didn't yeah, that have like the, the terror mechanic in it? Mm-hmm. It did. Yeah. So something like that could be. You're right. It makes sense. But they they don't have the greatest track record because some of those Max Payne games aren't great. And I, Alan Wake, like I said, gameplay was probably its weakest point, but Control was so fucking good that I can't wait for this. I think actually Max Payne 3 is a great fucking game, and I'd love to see that game get remastered, because I think it deserves it. That's a 360 game that needs to be updated, because I think it'd be cool see, as shit. I didn't play Max Payne 3 because of Max Payne 2. 2 was a bit much, but 3, I fucking loved it. Like, 3 is one of those games that I've, I don't have a long list of games that I've replayed more than once, Max Payne 3 is one of them. Hmm. I may have to look into it. I just never paid attention to it because I didn't like the second one. Um, I have not played Alan Wake, but I know that's one that people have spoke highly of. I bought Control when it was on sale for Black Friday, but again, add that to the back catalog of shit that I need to play. Uh, but I will get to that sooner rather than later. Um, they did add that the Alan Wake remaster came out a couple. I did years see that. Ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can play. They have a post game DLC that released separately. Alan Wake's American Nightmare, which got the comedy a little better, and that is available on Game Pass. Mm. Ooh, okay, all right. It's a so shorter to to... story. Like that might be a good way to like get into the Alan Wake world. Right. Okay. Yeah, I I saw it was announced. I didn't really have too much. It didn't have, I guess, too much weight for me because I haven't really played the first one and some of the other games that are tied to it, but I, I'm interested for sure. Yeah, I mean, I feel like when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's awesome for people who are into Alan Wake because it looked like a cool yeah. trailer. But it was something I've never played Alan Wake, so it didn't, like, hit home for me as much where it was like, you know, it's like knowing controls out there is great and all, but the series that they're promoting I haven't touched, so, mm -hmm. you know, maybe it'll get me interested. You know, I mean, when we see more, if it looks cool and I want to know the backstory, yeah, I can see going back to it. If it looks cool when we see more. And did you play Alan Wake at all or know anything about Alan Wake? I don't know anything about Alan Wake at all. And based on just what I saw from the tra the short snippet of a trailer that we got during the Game Awards, um, I assumed that Alan Wake was a horror thriller. Mm -hmm. but that's not the case it's yeah the first game was like a horror but it was like an action game more than anything it was well, a this survival game correct this okay. one's going to they're saying going to be more like that which okay. was also a surprise because they haven't made a survival game before okay um the trailer looks really cool and it looks very ominous so mm -hmm. it, it's 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 definitely interesting it, it, i think i just i would need to see more to say you know go for it or shy away. And one other real cool thing Remedy has done is like play with live action stuff. Like the character I mentioned at Dr. Darling that, you know, is played by the guy who voices Alan Wake. All of his stuff was done like real person. Like there's no character model of him in the game. Like it's actual footage recorded of him that you like watch in the game. For all of yeah, his okay. stuff. Yeah. They do a really cool blending of like that FMV, like live action style for control. You might remember Quantum Break, where you played kind of a fun game and then you watched a half hour of the worst fucking TV show of your life. So they don't always get it right, but I'm really excited to see what they do. And I'm hoping 
it's most of that same it seems like it's a lot of that same team back and now they have the funding from control being a hit and um epics investing in like their next set of games including this one i still thought quantum break was decent like i give them props for trying something new it didn't maybe hit as well as it should have but i i like the thought process behind like they took the lessons from that and then like okay they were like okay control is just gonna it's gotta flow like butter that game yeah. it does you switch from ability to shooting like so seamlessly like you're not even thinking about it it's it's just one of the best fucking games i'd love it yeah you definitely gotta get to that sooner rather than later uh anything else for this one or we'll push you in for topic number two so topic number two was tough because <laughs> I was going to pick this one, but no one's going to have even there. Are people are going to have even less to say about it than Alan Wake persona go into this whole thing. <laughs> no, it was going to be content creator and how dream not only cheated and is a liar and cheated at Minecraft of all fucking games, but no VTubers were nominated, which is a sham. <laughs> so moving on, they should, we got a, we got a look at um, lost Ark, the second Amazon MMO though. Amazon's really just publishing this one. It's a Korean MMO that originally came out in, um, I believe, 2019 in Korea, and it's also out now in Russia. It's a free-to-play, top-down MMO coming out to 11.22. It has daily, weekly, five-man dungeons and 18, 16-person raids, customizable islands for decorating, 3v3, 3v3, PvP, with gear scaling, seven classes, and each class has at least one subclass. And classes are separated by gender. The game's made in Unreal Engine 3, and it has more customization options than New World, but not as much as League of Maidens or Skyrim. There is no <laughs> boob slider. Oh. <laughs> and it's more traditional action MMO combat, where you got a bunch of abilities, unlike in New World, where it's more of that Souls light kind of feel. But it um it's one of the most anticipated MMO Korean MMO releases in a long time. Uh, since the OG Korean release, they have now added blood to the game. It has in-engine cutscenes, pre-rendered cutscenes, and I think my favorite part for an MMO, it has separate balancing for PVE and PvP. Abilities do different things depending on who you're playing against. It's got crafting and gathering that's relevant to the end game, a polished UI and good sound design, and build diversity. Lost Ark, I think, is going to be the hit that New World could have been. I'm really excited for this one. And it's free to play. And from what I've heard on the Korean side, the pay mechanics aren't like pay to win predatory. They're just, you know, regular predatory. Like every other free <laughs> game. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really excited to check this one out. I've been hearing people talk about it since about week three of New World. <laughs> you said that it's, uh... luster kind of wore off. Did you say, like, top-down perspective? Is that what you said? So, like, Diablo. Okay, all right. Or, it's, like, it's Ultima like a Online. Mm-hmm. Like, you oh, don't Andy use... used to love Ultima. I you don't love use, um, Ultima Online. Loved it. WASD to move. You actually, like, in Diablo, click your mouse on the screen to, like, walk around and stuff. So, it's, yeah, it's like a Diablo MMO, like, Path of Exile kind of thing. It seems like it's going to be really cool... And I'm very, very excited. And we already have some nice controversy brewing because people are claiming they censored the English release outfits, but they aren't as sexy. <laughs> so you know it's going to be good when you already got those accusations flying out. 
And Ahmad said on the forums that there was no cut content. They're just showcasing other outfits. <laughs> so I'm real excited for all the neckbeards to get super pissed or super, like, wet. Well, uh, I think, like, looking at, I'm trying to research a little bit because I don't think I, I looked at this as much. But the, the webpage for the game actually looks like the screenshots and stuff look really good. But again, I don't. It's probably not something that I jump into. It's really not. It's probably free. my cup free, of tea. Free. But, but I, I think that's also one of the other benefits of it being free. It not not benefits, but um, also being another Unreal Engine three MMO like a Korean one. They know how stylistic wise, you have to kind of try and stand out because there's so many of these kind of games, especially in Korea. But yeah. not as many have made the localization trip to English. Like you have people that play these games with like fan-made translations and shit. So I'm really excited to try this one out because, like, the closest I've come before is playing Black Desert Online, but that game has been out too long that I don't know what the fuck's going on or what <laughs> to do in that one, so I can't really play it. So I, I'm, I'm hoping... That, maybe I'm just trying to capture that rush of playing WoW, but I, I feel like someone's going to finally give me that hit of smack, you know? <laughs> is this is this strictly PC? Nothing console? Yes. Okay. You know when you're going to finally get that, you know, smack that you're looking for? When League of Maidens officially comes out, yep. I, well, I was going to say when Blizzard finally decides to say, you know what, let's make an updated WoW 2. Let's make a second WoW, update all the graphics, the engine, everything, bring it all forward to modern whenever that time is, See, and just say, even if they, there you go. Even if they did it, I wouldn't play it until Bobby Code expired. Hashtag fire Bobby Kotick. I am, I understand that, and I don't disagree. I'm just saying that's when you'll get that opportunity is when they finally say, let's just make a second one. No, it, it's going to be when they finally deregulate the markets enough that when I play games in VR, they can actually inject me with heroin. <laughs> it's coming. Wait for it. That's what cyberpunk is. <laughs> Cyberpunk's doing smack with your VR headset. <laughs> So anyway, uh, <laughs> Andy, for being a fan of Ultima, since this is somewhat similar, is this something you'd play? Uh, I, I remember watching the trailer for this, and, and nothing really like stuck out as like blowing me away from the trailer. It it just seemed to it didn't hold my attention to it. But based on what Ian just said, it, it sounds like something that I might like. Um, I've been into MMOs before, like I've been into WoW and like uh, Star Wars Old Republic and stuff like that. So uh, I could, and Ultima Online, obviously. Um, OG Star Wars Galaxies. OG Star Wars Galaxies. Yep. Yep. It's terrible at it, but I loved it. Um, (laughs) so I could, I could see maybe getting into this. I, I want to say though, that I feel like my MMO days are probably more under the bridge part of me wonders if like part of the reason i'll never get that rush back is because i have to work <laughs> yeah it, it, that's it's the like thing. It's, the, it's not even work it's i have responsibilities now that's, like more than anything can't just yeah. grind all day that's, like, that's it's not even that about... like do i just not want responsibilities and it doesn't matter what game it is <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing about mmos it's like there's so much of a fomo factor in it mm-hmm. and i feel like with the season passes and the um this doesn't have a season sketch, pass. 
I know, but like this, I know, the, I schedule of, clarify. the schedule of other games oh, yeah. seems to have a lot of FOMO with it too, that it, it's just, it, it gets almost tedious to play like an MMO, mm-hmm. especially if you like land with a, a guild clan, whatever you want to call it, whatever mm-hmm. their, you know, grouping mm-hmm. of people is going to be called in this game. Uh, like if you're a regular raider, like you would have to like every Tuesday and Thursday, I'm playing six to six to eight, six to eight. Mm-hmm. And then it gets, it gets to be more like a job. A, a task or a job than it is fun yeah let's go yep that's eve online and i want to mention now because andy mentioned that it made reminded me with the no battle passes they're also releasing this at like the original korean release date so every three to four months there'll be like a new patch adding new content and we'll probably never be on parody with the korean release we'll always be a little behind so you can you'll know like what content's coming because oh gotcha okay we're behind yeah, yeah, but at like least that. at least they'll have time to uh, work out the bugs before it makes it mm-hmm. to the U.S. market. So. You would hope, and at the same time, I think it also means like you're always hitting that steady drip, right. you know, not just FOMO stuff, but just drip anew because it's already been made. Gotcha, Mike. You playing it? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I feel kind of like going to play it where. I'm really burnt out on the grindy games. You know, like it's it I just want to play a game, play a story, have fun with the mechanics, play you know, 10 to 30 hours in it and put it down and be like, "Oh, that was awesome." And then if I want to play multiplayer, hop into whatever one I'm feeling at the time, you know, if I want to go shoot people in the face. But for in like the, face. <laughs> the the full grind and shit like that, I I can't even grind Destiny anymore, man. Like it's it's gotten to a point where I'm like, there's just no point to this. I just want to play a game and have fun. And yeah. it, this all seems like a task and all this. And it's like, when new Destiny content comes out, like, yeah, I'll go get up to level real quick so I can do the raid once or twice. But the whole, like, idea of, like, oh, you got to min-max your gear and do this. And I'm not, I can't do that shit anymore. I'm just, I don't know if I'm getting too old for it or if I've just done it too much in other games to where I've just hit that wall where it's like, I I just want to play and have fun. And it, MMOs and grindy type titles really dig into that. Plus, there's you know, there's always another game to play. So if you yeah. get stuck in one game forever, you're never getting to the other stuff, which is where I'm getting stuck. Is my back catalog just keeps getting bigger because I keep coming back to the same five games. Yeah, that's a lot of what happened with me with Destiny. You know, I spent so many thousands of hours playing that game. I missed out on a lot of stuff and I've been catching up on the stuff I missed out on and I plan to continue that trend as opposed to hopping in, you know, like I'm willing at most, I think now to give like a hundred hours to a game, you know, like if it's worth giving a hundred hours to. Yeah. That's the, uh, because there's so many games I play where the hundred hours is where you start like (laughs) Crusader Kings or like some of these RPGs I play. Well, like even like even Fallout Four, which I thought was like one of the not a great Fallout game, I still put over a hundred hours into that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that's what I mean. Like it has to be something worth it. Like Elden Ring mm-hmm. is going to get hundreds of hours from me because it's a FromSoft game. You can play the first as a you know as a mage, do different types of, ma- and there'll be like three or four different schools of magic in the game that you can use, and all of them play completely different. And then there's using 
you know, all the different weapons, all this different shit, all the different approaches you can take to the games that still make them feel new is fun. When it's, here, go do this same activity over and over and over again to get a 5% better weapon. No, fuck that, I'm not doing that shit. Like, I can't do that anymore. But when it's, play something again in a different way, because it's, it, the game feels different when you do it. I'm okay with that. Fair. Yeah. I feel like in today's video game industry, it's a, it's sort of a double-edged sword. Uh, I enjoy that companies bring new and exciting things to games that you enjoy playing with uh, downloadable content and uh, patches and, you know, just new seasons and whatnot. But I miss the days. They don't those games like keep keep you in them right so you, they never you never release to play something new they like never Brian end. said you're always back for the the those five games um and part of that's fear of missing out and part of that's pretty good content creation from the studios themselves i miss the days when you bought a cartridge or a cd and that's literally all you got and then yeah. you could go from you could get through your back catalog faster because the grinding oh, yeah. you knew everything was there. You didn't have to download a patch or anything like that. You could just play that through, go to the next one, play that through. Look at fucking the next one. Uh, GTA. GTA 5 came out in like 2013 and they just put out new content today for online that's a whole new story missions, other stuff to do. Fucking Dr. Dre is in the game you can meet, and there's new music exclusive for Dr. Dre that is part of the story. You unlock it as you play that is exclusive to GTA Online. You can only hear these tracks there. Like, that's... I had no idea this shit was coming. They just talked about it last week, and now it's here. Mm -hmm. Like, this game is eight years old, and they're still doing shit like this. Like, that's insane. And you can pet the dog now. I did see that, yeah. I saw that Twitter (laughs) post, yes. Uh, anything else for uh, Lost Ark? Nothing? All right. Andy? Comes out like on Brian's birthday, probably. It's close. A <laughs> couple days. I'll, I'll get it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. So so my first uh, my first selection was the... It, it's sort of a tandem selection. It's Sonic, an overarching Sonic Ooh. game. But it's the game and the movie. So, the game is a brand new Sonic game called Sonic Frontiers. Frontier or Frontiers? I can't remember which, if it's plural or not. But it is, um, from what I've been hearing from everybody, it's basically Sonic Breath of the Wild. Oh, okay. So, it's an open world Sonic game. It doesn't have, like, the 2D pathing where you just, you know, you make it to the end. You know, this is more open world. Have they done like an open world, or at least like they've done like three D Sonics before, right? They've not done like 3D. open world. Yeah, they, they have... suck. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard they're not very well received, but this one I feel like is is. Um... I'm hesitant to say that I I like this idea because I feel like any open world game that I play, I have that issue where there's too much to do and it sort of overwhelms me and I sort of put it <laughs> down for something that isn't overwhelming <laughs> which is what happened with Breath of the Wild so I'm a little leery to say that I want to play this but it does look very cool yeah 
my, I guess, only issue with it is, is that, like, they've released, I don't know, 23 Sonic games, and zero of them are good. No, they're you kind like of like the old the, school. The old no, school. he's, he's talking about the one, Nintendo release Sonic games. No, I'm talking about all the Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic and Knuckles. There's no good Sonic games. They all suck. Oh, well, I'll disagree with that, but... The yeah, first... OG Sonic is still pretty good. Yeah. No, it's it, the it's, first it's, three it's a games platformer are where you you the whole point is to go really fast, but you can't because you, then you don't do the jumps and see the stuff. It's it, they're bad games. <laughs> There's no good Sonic game. <laughs> so the only same game that's good Sonic is in is Smash. <laughs> Ian talked to you. Don't, you don't like the Winter Olympics games? <laughs> okay, those are Sonic, pretty cool too. Sonic versus Mario, <laughs> and that new one that's the Tokyo Olympics, but there, you can play as a guy dressed as Sonic. <laughs> I, there wasn't I, there a Sonic Racers too, like Mario Kart. Yeah, and that sucks. That sucks hard. That sucks more than the other Sonic games that aren't in 3D. Yeah, that was no Crash Team Racing. Mm-mm, that's a good game. But it, for me, with it, with this one. I, where I fall on this is like Pokemon is doing a similar kind of thing coming out in January. And it makes sense. I think for a Pokemon game to go that route, to go explore and find all these animals out in the wild. It kind of makes sense. Sonic is one of the last titles I would want in an open world. Like as a, to play as that character in an open world, I see no desire to do that. Yeah. It, it like it's a cool idea, and if it's done right, and I, we'll have to see. But I just don't personally need Sonic to have all that space. No, because like it, if it's in, if it's an actual Sonic game in three minutes, I should be able to go from one end to the other end of the open world. Because <laughs> he's the blue burr. <laughs> like it, it's the whole fucking point. It, I just don't see how it works in open world. I I, I don't see how any Sonic game works because they don't. But beside the point here I mean I'm I'm much more excited about the movie than the game agreed I think I think Sonic 2 the trailer for the movie got me a lot more excited than what this trailer for the game did I'm I'm a little sad they didn't use Ugandan knuckles at any point um okay this it's 2021 not 2016 it's yeah but they still could have like had some fun with it just, just you know like oh do you know even the, the guys in charge of the movie aren't that old <laughs> Because it's a boomer meme. It's a boomer <laughs> meme. Okay. The movie does look really good, and and I I got really excited to hear Idris Elba as as Knuckles. Yeah. yeah. You know, I thought they did a really good job uh, formulating that trailer to sort of end on that note. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that, and um, I like the fact that they've already started having like a a good dynamic between Tails and Sonic. Yeah. That that first Sonic movie, like I I like that movie a lot. I think I think I don't know if it gets what kind of rep it's getting, like if people actually like it or not. I don't know if I'm in the minority, but I really like that movie a lot. I thought I mean, it was good. Yeah. I think I think people are just happy it wasn't terrible. Yeah. yeah. Considering what it looked like originally and what they ended up with, hell well, yeah, it was someone a much bigger improvement. The, the poster for Sonic Two, but with the original models. Oh God! <laughs> They're like, we could have had this, but you guys ruined it. <laughs> so, um, uh, there, there's sort of an Easter egg that I caught, um, in the Sonic trailer, and uh, when Doctor Robotnik comes back, his his buddy is going like this in in some sort of a shop, 
don't yeah. know if you saw that or not, but it is Dr. Bot Robotnik's like coffee house, really. And it's the mean bean <laughs> machine. Ah, <No>? okay. <laughs> I love it's the mean bean Dr. machine. Robotnik's mean bean machine. It's an awesome game. Oh, it's, I love that game. It's one of my favorites. That's a Sonic game that doesn't suck. <laughs> well, that's a Dr. Robotnik it's, game, technically. Well, it's in the fucking universe. Come on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's I also don't think the Sonic Jim game Carrey sucks, just, but I can't wait to see more Jim Carrey just being Jim Carrey. Yeah, I thought he he did a very good job in the last one, so... And, brought me uh, back to like Ace Ventura and stuff, and I I just want more of that. <laughs> yeah, that's it's it's an exciting. It'll be interesting to see how they how Doctor Robotnik comes back from the first movie, and I like the dynamic that Sonic had with I can't remember his name in the movie, but James Mar Marston. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of his character's name either right now. So, I'm and I'm really fifty fifty with that actor. I thought he was not a great Cyclops, and um, better in I, other movies. They they didn't give Cyclops shit to do in those movies. I do no, not blame James I, Marsden for that. I know, and I agree. But the stuff they did give him to do, I thought he was eh, pretty mediocre with. Um, not how many more movies until they do a crossover with Detective Pikachu? <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty. A Super Smash Brothers movie would be pretty awesome. <laughs> we are getting an animated Mario movie. Like the the this plates are spinning here. Yeah, yeah. No one. I'd rather eat yourself, puppy Mario. <laughs> um. Anybody else? Anything else? Sonic. I I'm excited for the movie. I think it's cool that they made a video game movie that's like solid. Like kids seem to really like it too. Yeah. Which is nice. Get them into gaming. Get them, you know, start buying those microtransactions on their phone. Get them <laughs> while they're young. Uh, so I, I think it's really cool. I think Idris Elba, it just felt right when he talked to his knuckles. So that was good to see. It didn't sound completely knows. like Idris Elba just talking, too. It sounded like he was doing something like it, to make himself sound different, which worked. Yeah. I, yeah. When you hear it, you know it's him. But like you, were, but, it, in it, but the way it was, it works for the character really well. Yeah. Yeah. He has a deep voice already, but I feel like he deepened it even more. And I'm mm. like, whoa, like he is going very white on us over here. <laughs> well, I think he dropped his British for it too, didn't he? Like the British accent that he has. I feel like he dropped that part. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think there was an accent. To go it. back and listen. I feel like he only has like one line in that trailer, and I, don't, I apparently didn't pay that close attention to it. I'll have to go watch it again. But yeah, I'm all in. I'm all in for the movie. Game, eh, we'll see. But movie, I'm in. April, I think, right? Sometime in April? Yeah, I think that's uh, right. I didn't look at the date, sorry. The April 8th, 2022. Okay. Pending Marvel moving a date on them. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, Andy, what was your second topic? So my second topic is, is an odd topic to have picked because, um, well, I'll tell you here in a second, but I, I picked uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. <laughs> And it's an odd topic. The Borderlands to... spinoff. Yes, and it's an odd topic for me to have picked because I've never really played any of the Borderlands games. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that intrigued me about it, well, I I played a little bit of uh, couch co-op of Borderlands 2. Um, okay. Um, 
And that was she played the one with Tiny Tina. Yes, yeah, apparently she's some sort of bomb maker or something. Yeah, she's like a side character you get missions and stuff from. Yeah, I I don't know much about her except for what I read on the thing. But um, and the bit of Borderlands Two that I played was was fun, but I feel like they over inundated you with weapons of different calibers and rarities, and it's just constantly trying to shift your inventory for the better weapon. There's a shit ton of weapons, yeah. Oh, it's 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 crazy. It's like mind-numbingly crazy, because I remember trying to play that a little bit and playing Destiny at the same time, and I was like, <laughs> these are two totally different loot patterns. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> so, um, what I like about this game, though, is it seems like she's into a game called uh, Bunkers and Badasses. Which is the Borderlands <laughs> version of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And basically like this game that you're playing is she's a dungeon master and you're playing through her campaign of bunkers and badasses. So <laughs> this to me is is, is intriguing just because I don't know that anyone's made a game from a game that's about a game. <laughs> it's very meta. Yeah, it is. And, is that Gwent? and I, I, I like Huh? <laughs> Gwent, the, 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 the card game in Witcher Three. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 sort of like that. If, if it had a, if you were playing as like the the cards or something, yeah. If you yeah, had yeah, exactly. Layer. Like you were in <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it, I, I, <laughs> it And it looks like it has that very branded Borderlands humor that I that I liked. From just watching a little bit of Borderlands 2 that I watched and some of the bit that I played. And it just, it looks cool because it, it looks like it's melding typical Dungeons and Dragons feel encounters with the loot tables and craziness of the explosions and guns of Borderlands. Yeah. So I feel like anything is really possible in this and it just, it... I'm excited for it, even though I can't say that I'm a fan of Borderlands. How long before you start playing it and then you're like, this is too many guns. I can't take it. This, I'm, I'm, I'm over it <laughs> we'll already. See. You never know. I mean, I might have like swords and spears and shit to use. Oh, too, fair. So you, like, fair. Yeah. I, I don't know what's really going to happen. Yeah. Tiny Tina is always one of, she's one of my favorite characters from, from Borderlands. She cracks me up. Like going, like leaning into the humor of the game and stuff. She was one of my, one of my favorites. Did you play her DLC? I did not. No. I Borderlands is one of those games where like they I I start getting into them and I play them but I never finish them. Mm-hmm. I've done that with 2, I've done that with 3, I've done that with the pre-sequel. Like I've never finished a Borderlands game, but I've gotten close. 2 was probably the first the furthest I got. I don't know if I beat 2. But I was I was pretty close to the end I think for 2. But yeah, I'm I'm curious about this one too. I'd like to I, is it it's still traditional like Borderlands first person, right? They're not changing up the perspective or how the game plays or anything, right? I couldn't tell, honestly, because it didn't look like a whole lot of um, gameplay footage. It looked more like cutscene footage to me. Yeah, so okay. that, that was difficult to tell, but I think it would be a neat differentiating this from the other ones by adding a little bit of like RPG aspects right, to right. the... the um, the frame of per- like first person, third person, and um, style of combat and whatnot. Yeah, it is listed person. as first person shooter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay, okay. The gameplay trailer they released a couple months ago actually 
uses a song from my favorite J-pop band. It's a, <laughs> uh, it's a Japanese idol group called Baby Metal. Baby Metal. <laughs> do metal idol songs. So you're sold, right? You're you're in this game now. Oh yeah, uh, I I <laughs> I've enjoyed Borderlands, and I think what I needed though, I played the first two. I needed them to do something different because they're kind of just the same games. Oh yeah, and yeah, I I they didn't mix it up enough, like add something new. And I think this is kind of what I'm waiting for. They they're trying something new, and that's saying a lot for Borderlands because they really have made the four games they've made the same game four times so far so i mean I'm i feel like the really hook of borderlands is, one. is the loot like you play for the plethora of guns that andy well, was talking about but like diablo has the same thing but it's still satisfying playing that and going through and they're they feel different like stuff has changed where i think because it's so gun focused like you still have abilities in borderlands because it's such a focus on the guns the gameplay just seems the same and you're yeah, fighting it does raiders get a lot you know what i mean it just doesn't yeah. have that variety I think you can get, and I think it's a lot quicker in Diablo to start getting to, like, the end game stuff, whereas Borderlands, I think the story takes a little too long, and I yeah. think by the third one, I was like, you guys gotta grow up a little bit with this humor. <laughs> and I, I'm hoping, like, with the melding the D&D aspect, they don't go for the same Mountain Dew and Dorito jokes that we always hear with <laughs> D&D, you know, they upgraded a little bit. Yeah, you know, so I'm excited That's to fair. see what they do, and it's something I do want to check out just because I'm happy they're trying something different. You know, using melee weapons and stuff instead of just guns, and you know, I just kind of want to be a badass. That's fair. Yeah, Mike, you think you check this one out? Probably not. Um, and that's just because I've never played a Borderlands. So ever, ever. Well, that's why um, I think this might be a good one, because it's such a departure from Borderlands proper. You don't need to have ever played a Borderlands to get into it. True, true. I, I mean, it. I, I'll check it out. You know what I mean? I'll watch some videos, see if it looks good. If it pulls me in, it does. I mean, I guess, like, for me, like, I've watched videos of Borderlands before, and I've been like, eh. Like, you know what I mean? There was nothing there where I was like, oh, I have to play this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That like Borderlands has never done that for me. Um okay. if this one is enough of a departure, maybe. You know, but it from what I've seen so far, it's still gonna be Borderlands, is what I understood. It's still gonna be Borderlands. It's just gonna be a different setting, a different narrative style, but the gameplay and whatnot is going to be very similar from what I understood. I think another thing with this is it's kind of reminds me a little bit of that Warhammer Vermintide game, which is um, like a shooting and melee, but it takes place in the Warhammer universe. So it's right, kind right. of that like D&D-ish feel, I guess. And that game, a lot of people love that one. I'm excited they're making a 40k version of it. So if this can kind of get in that area, too, I could see myself having fun with this one. Like, I don't know. I'm happy they're doing something different and badasses and swords and hopefully Tiny Tina is funny enough because I'm assuming <laughs> she's going to narrate it. My hesitation with this is mm-hmm. the trailer and just like the, the whole theme of the game makes it seem more like a DLC than a AAA game. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. know if they are going to give you enough to do to make it like a AAA game. Mm-hmm. Does that make Does that make any sense? It just it, mm-hmm. it feels small to me 
Yeah, I get what you're saying. I, honestly, yeah, when they I first it announced was... it, I wasn't sure if it was a DLC for Borderlands 3. I, yeah, I thought it was DLC for 3. Is it basically just, so I guess it's basically just like a spin-off, right? Right. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's to be like the Miles Morales thing. game for Spider-Man. Okay. So we're figuring 30, 40 bucks probably for this game? No. No. 70. Is it full it's a full 70 bucks? You know Randy Pitchford? Yeah. <laughs> he said it's a full featured AAA game. Okay. Well, okay. It's, so but it's also Randy Pitchford, so who knows? He might have meant it's a half featured single A game. He's a known liar. Yeah. So wait for Fuck wait for Randy. sale. But yeah, I'm 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 excited by this one. I'm happy Andy brought it up. Yeah, it 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 um it was one of the few well not few because like I I really liked watching all of the trailers, but this was this is the one that I sort of earmarked from the beginning. So and one that I didn't knew existed. And was excited to see after I was done. Like, huh, wow, I can see myself playing this. Yeah, it's got a good cast. It's got Will Arnett, Andy Samberg in it. So, should be fun. They are doing a Borderlands movie, too. I think that's supposed to come out next year. We'll see. Yeah, well, as of right now. yeah, It's going to end up on Paramount+. Plus. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> trying to see. I was looking at, trying to look at the cast list if they cast someone as Tiny. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they have a Tiny Tina in, that, in the movie, too. Cool. All right. Not gonna I'm tell not. Us who it is. Yeah. Let's. I I don't know who this is. Ariana Greenbolt. Greenblet. Greenblet. Why'd you tell okay, us this? Yeah. We don't know who this is. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't That's have brought it said, up, right? <laughs> makes no difference. But it does. I mean, it's the movie is directed by Eli Roth. Eli Roth. It's got Kevin Hart, Kate Blanchett, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jack Black. Um. Who else would we know? Oh, she was in Boss Baby. <laughs> was she? Oh, that the answers everything. <laughs> she was the main character in the. Se- she was the girl in the second Boss Baby. There's a second Boss Baby. Learn something uh, yeah, new every day. The Boss Baby family business. <laughs> That's a natural Boss progression. Boss Baby game win. I am curious about the movie though. I, I'm curious. I want to see a trailer for that and see what that looks like. But I don't know when we'll get that. Oh, and she is in Infinity War. Who is she? in Infinity War. Young Gamora. Oh, all right. Gotcha. Um, all right, anything else for Tiny Tina? We'll get to, I guess, my two. Is that, I, do you know when it comes out, Andy? Uh, that I do not. I, I didn't I didn't really pay attention to Gotcha. It'll get soon. Like <laughs> I feel like it's got to be soon. Because I think they talked about it at, like, E3 and stuff. It just says 2022. Um, March 25th. Yeah, oh, that's you, what I'm March okay, 25th. Yeah. There it is. March 25th. Okay. On all platforms, including last-gen consoles. Nice. All right. Nice. Uh, all right, so we'll get to my two. Um, the one I'm going to start with is probably the most obvious one. Uh, they announced a new Star Wars game. So we're getting a game called Star Wars Eclipse, which is a game developed by Quantic Dream, which is the studio behind Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, and Detroit Become Human. Uh, the story takes place in the High Republic era of Star Wars, which is an era I'm not very familiar with, really. And honestly, that idea excites me. Like I've what talked era about, is that? Isn't it like a few hundred years before? I think it's yeah, not as far back as Old Republic, but it's way before the prequels. Yoda is so Yoda it's... will still be a part of the High Republic. I remember that part of it because he... yes. So it's supposed to be like the High Republic means like the height of the Republic. I'm yes. guessing, yes. Okay, yeah. So I know they have, like, a lot of, uh, like, you know, we've talked about 
in other times we've talked about Star Wars, how I'm, I'd like to see new Star Wars content, take it somewhere different, do a different era. And the books have been doing this. We're supposed to get some sort of show, I think, set in the High Republic era, also on Disney Plus at some point. Yeah. This is the first game that I know of that is going to take place in that era. So all of this stuff excites me. This is new Star Wars stuff that I know nothing about. At the very least, it's probably going to push me to want to read some of these books and novels that are out there that I've been, again, putting on the back burner with everything else. Um, so all of that sounds cool. Quantic Dream usually makes very, not that I've played them, but I've seen enough of them that they've done pretty good story focused games that I think a lot of them, I think rely on like almost like quick time events. And this one's supposed to be a little bit more action heavy and less than the quick timey type of stuff. What you're describing is not a video game. You're describing a visual (laughs) novel. Well, heavy rain was more decision based. Than quick times like it was okay. it was a mystery yeah and it was it's a fantastic game well worth playing really good story several different endings you can come to yeah um based on the decisions you make you control all four of the main characters and you're basically setting out to figure out which one of them is the murderer throughout okay. the whole game and you're controlling them but you don't actually know who did the murder gotcha. It's a really, really cool game. Yeah, I've seen a lot of Detroit Become Human, too, and I think that game looks looks really fantastic, too, as opposed to just, like, you know, the way the story plays out and stuff with that, too. Um, that's a game, another one that I owned that never played, so that's back catalogy stuff, too. Um, but, yeah, that, I think the, the trailer for that was just was really fucking weird and, like, still Star Wars at the same time, and I kind of love that. Um and I feel like I have to at least bring up that Quantic Dream is like another one of those studios that's under fire the last couple of years for toxic work conditions, sexist jokes and racist jokes. And their CEO, oh, really? David Cage, is kind of a dick. So it's really fucking weird that like, you know, EA went through all this shit with the Star Wars license and people were getting pissed off with them. And then Star Wars is like, hey, we're going to let other studios play with Star Wars. And one of the first ones they talk about is Quantic Dream. And they're like, why the fuck did you give it to this studio that's been in the press with all this bad shit that they're doing? Like, give it to a studio that wants to do something and is not a shit studio. To be fair, it's the first I've heard of Quantic. Like, I honestly had not heard that about them uh, until you just said it. I guess they're a French publisher or French developer and French newspapers, a couple of them, teamed up on, like, this joint article about how bad the working conditions are and their CEO and all that shit, published it. And instead of Quantic Dream coming out and say, like, oh, we're sorry, you know, we fucked up, we'll do better, this is what we're doing is fix ourselves, they tried to sue the publications that wrote the story, and they're not doing anything to change their working environment, so they're still in this shit. So, the studio kind of sucks, but the mm. game looks awesome, and I'm very, very torn, like, how to feel about this. <laughs> I mean, chances are I'm going to play it, because it's Star Wars, but god damn it, right. I, I <laughs> am going to try to hold out for a sale yeah. or something, like, Buy I don't want to give used. Quantic Dream more money, Buy or that used. too, yeah. Or pirate it. So, <laughs> trying to do something like that. I agree with, like, a lot of what Brian's saying. I like Star Wars that takes place and stuff we're not familiar with. I like when they try new things with Star Wars. That's really cool. My issue is, is just like Sonic, Quantic Dream has zero good games. <laughs> They've never made a good one. I, I'm less disappointed. Like Brian was saying, I thought a lot of that rage I heard with Quantic Dream getting a Star Wars game was the fact they don't make games. They make interactive visual novels. I guess, yeah, I think a lot of what I saw was that the studio is not good. Not that they don't make good games, but they're just, they're not a good working environment and they're getting a bunch of bad press. And yet this is the studio you reward with a cash cow like Star Wars. 
it's also just a weird one because it's not one of the big big studios i think too but yeah so again like, I'm, I'm i'm not gonna play it so <laughs> fair i think everybody was hoping the next star wars game would be announced as being given to bethesda but or, or just fall in order too <laughs> i mean yeah i would take fall in order too. fall in order two is happening like that's Kotor that's a 3. given see i don't want Kotor Kotor, yeah kotor 3. 3 we'll have to see but the, the remake of kotor sounds cool we'll see how they do with it um, it's a shame that it's only on PlayStation or PC too, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay, at least at so... the start. I think it's like a timed exclusive from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that, I mean, it's still like, that's a shame because the original was an Xbox thing. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's like going from one to the other, you know, but I, I don't know what to expect from this game specifically, whether or not I'll play it really depends on, you know, seeing what the gameplay is actually going to be you know is, is this what what is it we we still don't know we have a cinematic trailer and that's it and we have no i yeah, don't think there's can... any statement about what type of game this is is it an rpg is it a story-based game is it a you know action it, do we actually know i think for, this is maybe just me speculating or maybe i read this somewhere and i kind of forgot where i read it but my uh, idea of the game is more story focused, but act- a little bit more heavier in the action than what Quantic Dream has done previously. Okay. I mean, if that's the case, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I like I didn't realize Quantic Dream was a problem personally, <laughs> so <laughs> um, I hadn't given thought to that. But I mean, as Star Wars games go. Yeah, there's a lot of studios I would have been more happy to see get a hold of, you know, the IP and do something with it. So maybe we'll get an announcement about one of those someday. That yeah, I still like better. to see the IP hit some other studios. And you know, if the if the exclusive deal that they had with EA is finally at the tail end and they're starting to hand out the IP to other studios, you know, we might get a handful of other Star Wars games coming out and. The beauty about Star Wars is there's so much lore there. You could make five different games from five different eras, and they could be different genres of a game. Like it, there's that much variety there that well, you could do it. I mean, they just, probably won't because they don't want to saturate the market with Star Wars shit. But it worked I think for like the original Xbox era. Look at all the Star Wars games we got during the original Xbox era, and most of them were pretty good. You know, Battlefront, Battlefront Two. You got Jedi Knight. You got uh, the the second, whatever it was called, like. What was the second Jedi Knight game called? Outcast. Yeah. Um, you got the uh, Pod Racer game. You got the Jedi Starfighter games. That's true. Like, yeah. You, the, a lot the, of those were good. The, the, the list just keeps going, and a lot of them were just offshoots. And you got, like, the movie games, which we just talked about Revenge of the Sith being one of these older games that's amazing, that's worth going yeah, back to even today. Good. Yeah. So seeing a bunch of different studios get a hold of it. Although that was still when like Lucasfilm or like Lucas was making games, but right. I'd I'd still like to see a bunch of different star Wars games coming out. So I mean, don't forget too. on top of this one, we're still supposed to be get some sort of open world star Wars game from Ubisoft. Like that's still happening too. That's still probably a couple years away, but that's still in production somewhere. I mean, yeah. Not to mention, like I'm, like Ian said, I'm assuming Fallen Order Two is coming out from EA at some point. 
Like, that's got to be happening in the next couple years. So, there's still a couple other Star Wars games in the pipeline. And I I probably wouldn't expect this one anytime soon. I actually don't remember if they gave a release date or any type of anything for this one. Like, even a year. I don't remember. But, yeah, it's... Like, Mike, like you said, the trailer doesn't give us a lot to go on. There's really no details of what the story is. There's just, like, Star Wars imagery. A lot of it looks new. And they talk about, like, High Republic era, so you get a little bit of a, a setting. But having not read any of the books or any of the tie-in stuff, I don't know if anything we're seeing in this trailer is supposed to mean something. Like, it's just yeah. complete gibberish to me. Even but the it's title Star could Wars, mean something so, and we don't know. Yeah. It, right. It's actually setting up Snoke. <laughs> Snoke origins. The way, the way Star Wars is retconning all that shit, I would not be surprised. But um, Andy, what did you think of the game, the trailer? The the trailer looks really cool. I like that it has like an air of mystery to it. Yeah. Um, and the graphics are. I, I thought I was looking at real people there for a couple of the times. I was that was pretty impressive, and I enjoy that they had. written into the trailer the the drum beating yeah. being animated or or you know they actually made that and they, they made it look really good and it was neat to see one of the characters doing the drumming turn around and seeing that it was one of the star wars races yeah uh, i'm not sure which one but um <laughs> It'll be interesting to see. I, I've seen Heavy Rain played, and I didn't really care for the gameplay on it. Um, that's just a personal thing. I, the visual novel thing just doesn't really carry much weight to me. Um, yeah. So I, I think I would have to wait and see a, like a gameplay trailer to, to really say yes or no, but I would lean yes just because it's Star Wars. Yeah. Um, you know, all the, like, the drum beating and stuff in the trailer, at first glance, without some of the Star Wars imagery, like lightsabers and some of the starships and stuff, I thought it was a Dune game. Like, okay. it really look, reminded me of Dune, for some reason. Um, anything else to add for Star Wars Eclipse? Nothing I would else. say right. that uh, the trailer for this one, to me, looked the most lifelike of all the trailers I saw. Okay. That's cool. Um, all right, so we're going to my number two. My last topic that we'll talk about is uh, a trailer that actually I think took me completely by surprise and something I was not expecting uh, was the Wonder Woman game, uh, which is being developed by Monolith Productions, which is the studio behind the Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, and its sequel, Shadow of War. Uh, the game is said to be a single-player, open-world action-adventure game where you play as Wonder Woman fighting to unite her Amazon family and the humans of the modern world. It will be using the same nemesis system that was used in the Lord of the Rings games to forge mm. deep connections with both enemies and allies. So, basically, I am picturing a game that looks and plays like Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War, but you are playing as Wonder Woman, and that sounds amazing. Uh, have any of you guys played either Shadow of Mordor or Shadow of War? Any of those games? I have I've wanted to so many times. Because it looks so awesome, and I love Middle Earth, like just Lord of the Rings universe. But I, I just, it's one of those back burner type games for me. I, I think it's, I would highly recommend it if you're, if you're trying to dig through some back catalog. I would say put this towards the top. Yeah, they were like really good. Shadow of Mordor, but I fell off like halfway through it. 
Mordor I f- actually finished. Shadow of War I started, but didn't it didn't hook me as quickly as as Mordor did. So that one kind of fell by the wayside. But Mordor was really good. I I felt like both of the games were extremely good. They just had the the combat system still felt just a little bit clunky for me. Like they were really good story, really good games. The combat was good. The you know, I mean, like the arenas that you were fighting in when you would like stroll up on a band of orcs or something like that. It, like it was really cool. It just felt like it could it needed to be smoother. And okay, and that that was my only gripe with that. Um, but it's the been Nemesis a couple years since those games cool come out, shit. so I would think that you know they'd have that under control for for this game, hopefully. Well, I, I'll let you talk about it, but I have I have concerns about this one. <laughs> Um, Ian, anything to chime in? Have you played any of the Shadow of Mordor or Shadow of War games? Did that not come up when I said I played it and fell off halfway through? Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, okay. You responded yeah, to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah you yes. heard me, you fucking I asshole. got you, I got you, I got you. Okay. So, I mean, I, for Mordor, I played it once and I, I quit like an hour or two in maybe. And then I went back to it like a year later and that's when I got halfway through it. Yeah. But it, it's just kind of how I fall off. It's really like those Assassin's Creed Ubisoft kind of games, and I always yeah, yeah. fall off of those. It is very Assassin's Creed-esque, like with the scaling of the towers and unlocking the map and all that kind of stuff, yeah. Literally, like, climb like the same tower and do the yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. The, the um, thing. <laughs> <laughs> thing. We're going to need can, that Can I get that Brian. in the slow motion instant replay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> Making some good sound effect clips. That's what you're doing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm excited for this. I think one, I'm surprised that it's a Wonder Woman game. Like I wouldn't picture like okay, let's make a Wonder Woman game and this is what it's going to be. So I'm just excited that Wonder Woman's getting a game too. Like I think that's pretty cool. Um. And if it's in that style of the the Shadow of Mordor game and stuff like that, like I'm I'm in. I like those games. I like the way they played. I would imagine that the the world is probably going to be bigger. Um, like I think Mike started to say, the Nemesis system is a really cool mechanic for both of those games. Like the way that if you go after some sort of uh, orc leader and you don't kill him, he gets pissed off. And he's much more difficult to fight the next time because he's almost ready for you the next time. Um, I think the second game, I don't, I don't remember. It might have been a mechanic in the first game. Do you, can you like friend some of those guys in the first game? Or is it just the, the Shadow of War where you could sort of ally with some of these guys? But there's a way to like friend some of the orc leaders so they're they're part of your crew and somehow be an ally to you. No, the first game just had like the in-story one. You kind of like, like helped rise up through the ranks because you were using him, but yeah, it wasn't okay. like an official part of like the system. Right? Okay. Yeah, I think I think Shadow of War then leaned into that further with their system, and there was a Shadow of War had a much bigger like map and like areas to control and stuff like that. That it seemed a little bit more complicated than what Shadow of Mordor was. So I don't know which way you know if Wonder Woman would even even capture any of that stuff or want to use any of those mechanics, but. I guess it's something we'll have to see. I I really want to see what the game looks like too. Like we got a basically a CG trailer with just Wonder Woman there with some voiceover, so there's not a lot to go on. Yeah. Um. Everything that I talked about is stuff that was in the description for the YouTube trailer, telling you what the game is. Uh, 
So again, it's one I'm definitely gonna have my eyes on and see where it goes and the more announcements they put with it and see how see what it turns out to be. But I'm excited. I guess uh, Mike, you had other stuff to add? Yeah, I, it, my concern with a Wonder Woman game is the same as my concern with a Superman game. It's really hard to balance these characters and canonically keep them as the characters they are. Yeah, they're invulnerable. They have immeasurable strength. Immeasurable, like it's how how do you? She flies. Yeah, like it's it, or, or Thor even putting like you have these characters sometimes that just don't translate well to a video game because you almost have to nerf the character and remove the fantasy of playing as that character for the game to even have a challenge and not just be you smashing everything to bits. Right. And I'm, I'm in that spot where it's like, I, I just don't know that you need to make those games, have them be supporting characters in a Batman game in a justice league game where they can show up and help out every now and then, but, you have to experience it as a vulnerable character that has weaknesses. And, you know, like, I I find that problem, and it's why I don't tend to lean into those types of superheroes as much in games, because there's no, like, threat. There's either no threat or there's no challenge. Yeah. And that's my concern anytime you hear that they're making a new game like that. I hope that they can do it right somehow. Where they can balance it to work on all levels where you still have that power fantasy of getting to play as Wonder Woman and feel like Wonder Woman. You know what I mean? Like, right. But still have enemies that are up to the task and not just fodder. See, I think a game that did that really well was League of Maidens where you <laughs> are a Wonder Woman and you do fight enemies that are challenging and you know, it's a very exciting game, and I think you can do that with Wonder Woman. You just got to do the right enemy type. The problem with Superman is, is that everyone is weaker than Superman. Everything is less than Superman. <laughs> I think Wonder Woman. It seems easier to bring it up just because I think she has more. Superman is just literally God. Like that's Superman I mean, is just a God allegory, and I think Wonder Woman's a little more grounded than that. Like you. She, she at least, like, takes the time to block bullets with her bracelets and doesn't just let them hit her. <laughs> True. Yeah, but I like, feel like she doesn't play, have to. I feel like she does it just to do it. And then you have to do it or you fail the mission because you're not cool enough. Like, it's fine. <laughs> it's gameplay now. You know, you're making something here. Real... I was just making the point that I feel like we've seen Superman punch Wonder Woman and she's fine. He hits harder than a bullet. Sometimes he's punched super. He's punched Batman, and he lived to tell him that his mom's Martha. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, but he was stuff it, happens. It, well. The point I'm getting, it, it, like, I get what you're saying. Yes, yeah, Superman still is that next level above, but I feel like, yeah, he's like God of Gods, and she's just like the God. She's just like a God. Yeah, and a ton it, of them had shit to do. Like you know, Zeus and them were fighting shit. You know, they had they were fighting titans. other gods and Titan. They were yeah, fighting so, like other deities. You can do that. We're just you know, <laughs> make a fun game. I don't know. You know. Well, that's what make I'm saying. Game. I want I want to have them do that. I want that to be the case. It's just my concern when I hear that we're getting a game with Superman, Wonder Woman, Thor, Martian Manhunter, the Green Lantern. Like, Green Lantern, I think, could still be fun if you could make cool shit. 
that that that's a whole different mechanic. But you get these characters that are basically gods. It's a it's a thing where like oh they already made that game for green. It's called Scribble Knots. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's my concern that it's really really tough to balance that game. That's my concern. Like it's really tough to make a game that is fun but maintains the power fantasy of the character to make yeah. it worth being a Wonder Woman game. Like, I feel like that's what you got with, like, from Rocksteady with the Batman games. You legit felt like fucking Batman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was the first game to ever actually capture that. So, in what Spider-Man just did, like, the new Spider-Man yeah. games, you feel yeah. like fucking Spider-Man as you're swinging through the goddamn city. Like, it feels like you are playing as Spider-Man. You're not playing a character dressed as Spider-Man punching stuff. You know what I mean? So... Can they do that for Wonder Woman and make it work? My ho- my hope is yes, but it's a concern. I'd love to see even just some of the mechanics of, like, sword and shield or using the lasso. Like, I think fighting could be really, really cool in this game, too. Yeah, they, they need to do it. They need to have all those different things be a part of it. Yeah. So, I, it's a concern, but I I hope they can do it right. I wonder if they chose... Uh this superhero uh just because of like the mechanics that she possesses are very similar to the mechanics that they've already established in um the shadow of war and shadow of mordor yeah the the whole you know sword shield a whip i would consider to be like a martial weapon um so it I wonder if they didn't sort of brainstorm a superhero to sort of put in that sort of type of a game, and she was the one that sort of fit the bill the best. I mean, because yeah. those kinds of games, you're still, like, the point is you're beating up a bunch of enemies because you got discovered, you know? Like, the issue isn't, like, that you're stronger than everyone. It's, like, balancing it so it's fun to be stronger than everyone, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that that's what I was saying. Is like if you're just playing straight up as Superman fighting dudes with swords and shields, it's not like what's the fucking point of this? Like, yay, press okay, A to okay, win. Hold on, hold on. Medieval Superman, I'd play it. <laughs> yeah, like as Dynasty I said Wars. it, I thought about it, and I was like, you know, that that might not be bad. Like, but, I want that him to paint his armor those colors too, and everything. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd play that. Keep the cape. <laughs> I, I get the point I was getting at is like it, you have to feel like you're actually playing and that what you're doing matters and it's not just like I I you know the character just wins because they win. Yeah. Yes, Sonic. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Any final thoughts for Wonder Woman? I think a gameplay trailer would be a deciding factor for me. Yeah, same. I think that'll definitely go a long way. But you know, we're we're VTuber Guargora play it, content <laughs> creator of the year. It's it's definitely I knew that very was coming back at some point. It's definitely very intriguing. Yeah, I mean, considering some of the other stuff that got announced, like like I said, this was the one that surprised me the most. It was like I was not, I heard nothing about a Wonder Woman game prior to this, and the trailer came out, and we're getting one, so that's pretty cool. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's where we'll close it down for this one. Uh, this is our best summary for the Game Awards announcements. Like I said, if you want to catch up on some other stuff that we didn't talk about, uh, there is some stuff that I posted on Facebook and Twitter. Um, 
if we still didn't cover anything that you want us to, I guess, then sorry, you're shit out of luck. Uh, this is as far as we go for this one. Um, feel free to check out any recaps for the Game Awards in case we, you know, there's something else you want to check out that we didn't talk about or, or didn't just post about. It. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I mean, it, it was you, all streamed on Twitch and stuff be, and YouTube. So to be fair, we, we should at least mention that um, it takes two one game of the year. I mean, oh, if, did, we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. if we're talking about. Yeah, I'm just saying we should at least mention the game that won the award for Game of the Year if we're talking about the Game Awards. We should at <laughs> it least say it's win. I... Yeah, so... I, the Game of the War nominees... Game of the Year nominees... The Game of the War nominees... Game of the Year nominees... Resident Evil Village, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Psychonauts 2, Metroid Dread, Deathloop, and It Takes Two. It Takes Two got the title for this year. They also won Best Family Game somehow. It is not a family game. <laughs> So was it League of Maidens that deserved to win Ian? Is that where you were heading with that? No, Psychonauts too. Oh, okay. I don't, the only game on the list I played was Resident Evil, and I was kind of surprised. League of Maidens hasn't had there. an official release yet, so it doesn't qualify. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> it's still an alpha. Next year. Next year. No, we've got a couple years. <laughs> um. All right. So yeah, that's it. That's it for us and our Game Awards catch up recap, whatever you want to call it. Uh. If you've enjoyed the show, please support us. Leave a five-star rating and review. Be sure to give us a share on social media. You can follow or subscribe to the show wherever we're at, which is Spotify, iTunes, Google, Anchor, Stitcher. Uh, hopefully anywhere you're listening to a podcast, you can find us. Check us out on Facebook, Bright Guy and Super Friends, or go to facebook.com slash Friends. Uh, you can send us questions, comments, topics, suggestions, any of that stuff there. Like Andy said earlier, email me, brightguysuperfriends at gmail.com. I'll check it six or eight months from now. <laughs> uh, hit us up on Twitter at BG Super Friends. Uh, you can follow me on Twitch. I am at Jedi Bry Guy. That's Jedi with an I, Bry with a Y. So uh, whenever we decide to do another live show, we'll do it there. We're getting closer to 250. We will probably try to do some sort of a live 250 show uh, on Twitch, on my Twitch channel. I'll post about it when we get closer. It's looking like it's probably going to be sometime next month after the holiday. Um, I don't know if it'll be beginning or mid-January, somewhere in there. Uh, we're toying with the idea of probably doing a top 10 of some kind. I think probably our, our top 10 movies over the last, uh, well, I want to say last year, but probably last two years since we didn't cover one for last year and there wasn't too much that actually came out during 2020. Um, so yeah, look forward to that. Keep an eye out. So watch the socials. I'll keep you posted. Uh, to hear about my anime movies that they don't know if they're real or not. That's true. Yeah. He could just make shit up. We'll never know the difference. None of us fact check anything. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna live behalf, fact check Ian if that's <laughs> <laughs> on behalf of Andy, Ian, Mike, and myself. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.